today on the SSPX podcast. We'll finish the conversation that we started last week with Dr. John Rao, professor of history at St. John's University. We'll wrap up our discussion on education and then tackle some light topics. That is what parents need to do in order to keep their children sane and give them a shot at salvation in today's world. And also, does Dr. Rao have any optimism about the future? And if you haven't subscribed to the SSPX podcast yet, now is the perfect time to do so. We are starting season two off with a great variety of speakers and topics. Coming up in the next few days, our first ever interview with one of our priests by one of our priests. Father Burfitt in California will be interviewing Father Lawrence Novak, who's the head of the Autonomous House of the SSPX in Central America about his time in Guatemala and what life is like as a essentially missionary priest in Central America. Also, our ever popular Questions with Father episodes are on their way and a virtual parish mission through this podcast during this Lent of 2019. But now we will return to Dr. John Rao on the SSPX podcast. What are some things I can do as a parent to further this, to, to make basically my children's lives easier or make, make it easier for them to go through life uh, without being part of the world or feeling like they have to be? It's, it's necessary to realize that it's, it's not something you can do just as one family on your own. And it is psychologically important for the, for the children to feel as though they're, they're not fighting the entire globe, that there are allies there um, somewhere, somehow. And, uh, and, um, and that you're not, you're not, um, you're not uh, an enemy of, uh, of, of everything that has been handed down to us by, 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 by our culture as a whole. So that it's, it's, it's musical tradition, it's theatrical tradition, it's, 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 uh, it's art, artistic tradition. It's, it's all ours. It's all ours. Right. And so here too, uh, just the, the, taking the example of our own children, we, we managed to do a lot of this communal education in terms of a music school and the music school tapped into um, uh, a, a tradition that could not be perverted by people uh, in order to get a good performance out of the, uh, the, 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 the children, but which connected them with a, with a, with a, uh, a wider world. So here too, it's like with the professional work, it's, it involves a lot of twisting and turning, a slalom course, moving back and forth uh, uh, from um, working with some people under certain circumstances and others under other circumstances. But it's, it's, it's in some way or another um, trying to make them not feel isolated and just uh, – because we're not Amish. We're, we're not Amish. And right. Okay position is not an Amish position, but it's difficult, right? It's difficult. So it's, it's just, you know, it's, um, I, I go back to, uh, I mean, Napoleon in this regard, talking about uh, a battle when um, somebody asked him about what you do when you find yourself confronted with a huge battle. And he says, you plunge in and then see what happens. <laughs> and then, right. and then, um, and then you, 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 you work, you maneuver, you retreat, you attack from another direction. You, uh, and you do it with humor, right? You do it with humor. And, and, you know, man is, man is a social creature. We were made to be social. We were made to be part of a community. I was just reading a, an old article from the Angelus uh, called uh, Forward to Benedict, 
Uh, it was written a while ago, and it was actually written in the 30s and then adapted for the Angelus some years ago. Uh, and, and talking about the community life that St. That Benedict um, really right. fostered and instilled in, in, in the monks. And uh, the author of the article is saying, you know, this is, this is something that is so important to Catholicism as a whole, being part of a community, being part of a group. Uh, because, you know, if you're not, if, if you're a, a hermit who's just by himself in the desert, like one of the old early church fathers, uh, right. I'm not saying the early church fathers were weird, but you can, you get really weird. You know, people who are living exactly. by themselves on their own, right. they, they get a little strange. Um, or right. if, <laughs> same thing, if you're in a, if you're in a desert of, you know, uh, of paganism and, and you have no community and no one else to help you keep straight, that's, that's sort of the same thing. So that, that culture, that, that family of, of a community, that's, that's what you see as the, the biggest building block for uh, a restoration, both of traditional culture and, and education. At least that's the starting point in, in your mind. Is that right? Absolutely. Absolutely. It has to be, it, 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 it has to be because Catholicism is a social religion. I mean, this is, right. we, we can't get anywhere unless we're members of Christ. And that means being members of the mystical body of Christ. And that means being members of a mystical body of Christ that has always recognized that the natural world after original sin was not totally depraved and that we have an entire tradition that we've tapped into that in the Greek and Roman world recognized that uh, the individual on his own is self-destructive, which is why Aristotle says man is a political animal. You're right. part of polis, you know. And um, the w one thing in this regard, which comes up rather regularly, uh, uh, you know, I mean, obviously talking through the through the years with one's own children, or even with um, even with people just in the, the community, the traditional community that you might work with um, in in your, your your given local area, because people will will get tired of of all of this, um, and then say, well, you know, we, you know. Maybe we are a little weird, you know, being on our own. And under those circumstances, what I always what I always try to urge people is to is to um, remember that the the madness of the world out large at large uh, can seem uh, not madness because it's the norm that's 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 set um, right. by the world at large and. Uh, perhaps it's wise every so often to put yourself in one of the circumstances, one of the kinds of, um, uh, of ceremonies or environments or whatever that that world out lar at large thinks is serious to realize how ridiculous it is. <laughs> right. I'll, I'll give you an instance just with it, just remaining within the church. I remember um, I remember um, wandering over to a neighboring um, uh, mainstream church. On um, the, um, uh, the 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 feast day of the uh, the birth of Our Lady, and um, I, I I wandered in there. I was just saying prayers on my own, and here this was a place where the um, even the, the the new mass is celebrated quite quite all right, you know, quite reverently. And then it was all over. And then the priest starts singing because it's the birthday of Our Lady. Happy birthday! Oh, lovely. <laughs> and everybody leaps up and, and starts singing that. Right. And it just, once again, uh, in sending me fleeing, screaming from the church, <laughs> uh, it once again reminded me that I'm living in a nut house. Right. And, uh, and that um, we're, we're, we're not as weird as we sometimes seem that we are. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And, and we, we have a tendency to be, to be insular. We, as, as traditional Catholics and in the traditional movement, we, we have a tendency to be insular, but, 
like you said, we, we have to get out there sometimes. I mean, we, we right. are, we are in the world. We have to live in the world. We have to be part of it. So, uh, that, that's a good reminder. As far as, as far as just from a 30,000 foot view from what you've seen, obviously you've been active in the, in traditional Catholicism and helping keep that torch alive for, for so many years. Are you, are you optimistic? Are you pessimistic? Are, you know, speaking especially of the youth and, and you know, the students, the college age students that you see uh, almost every day, are you excited for the future? Uh, well, I mean, you know, that's it's it's hard to phrase it in those terms because and I'm sure I'm sure you, you agree with that because we were just using these terms on a popular level. Sure. I mean, obviously, for us as Christians, the, the categories are not optimism and pessimism, but hope and despair, you know, despair, you know, and despair is a sin. Right. <laughs> and hope is is a virtue. Uh, and um, breaking and, news, Dr. Rao falls into despair on the SSPX podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that is something I, I, I always joke. I, I always joke with my children about that. In fact, I was joking with my younger son about that the other day, um, just just saying that um, even when I've been tempted to fall into disp- despair, um, I see that the clock has reached six or seven in its cocktail hour. <laughs> my spirit, so to speak, improve. Right. But, uh, but um, hope is is not only always there, but hope as as people like. Uh, Alexandra Solzhenitsyn has pointed out hope is something that he discovered when he was in the gulag. Um, he discovered right. in the gulag and thankfully I'm not in the gulag, <laughs> just in a nut house, but right. not, in, not in the gulag. And, um, hope is, hope is, is, is always there. But the, the, the perhaps irony of, um, the kind of hope that, I feel, and I feel much stronger now than I felt, let's say, in, in, in the 1970s. I, I remember, I remember um, at the uh, the time of the election of John Paul II, um, when he came to New York for his first visit. I oh, went yeah. to see him. I was depressed <laughs> right. after that because when he was elected, everybody said, "Oh, every," said he's on our side from about 30 different perspectives, uh. and. I, I didn't see it at all. I didn't see it at all. I mean, ultimately, ultimately, um, he did uh, certain things which were able to be utilized for good purposes. And um, and but I, I, I still, if I can say that openly, I still, you know, I think that his pontificate allowed this whole disease to really fester. And he named as bishops and as cardinals to think of one very important person right now, right. The top. people who um, were were were, were um, ultimately part of the problem, and um, and then with all of the traveling and preparing for trips and taking trips and assessing trips, indulged with in what Michael Davies used to call the opiate of the popes, um, oh, yeah. that by moving around you were doing something, and I was I was very depressed by the time I got into. Uh, the 70s and 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 80s, but I don't feel that at all any longer. I don't feel that at all any longer. One thing being, it is the case that there are large numbers of 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 youth um, that one sees obviously in seminaries, one sees them in um, at masses, one sees them at university. Um, I, I see them and here, here once again, I can mention the Ivy League schools. I know of these groups that have very serious people at mainstream universities who are not just 
conservatives, but who are traditionalist Catholics. And, um, and all of that is um, not only just hopeful, but it's indicative of the fact that the clergy of the future is, is, is um, uh, in talking about countries like the United States, going to be a better, a better clergy, um, um, even, in, even in the Novus Ordo ranks. Um, and I know that from my experience of what it is that's happening even in the Archdiocesan Seminary in, in New York at Dunwoody. Um, it's much, much, much more hopeful um, than, than the past. On the other hand, uh, the hope is encased in what I mentioned when we started off, the fact that the rest of the church is falling apart. Right. And uh, we're going to be there um, picking up the ruins. Uh, and then the entire situation on the political level, on the social level, uh, on the on the the, the 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 cultural level, broadly with the worldwide victory of a of a of a pluralism which um, can allow for anything to happen in the future. Because the more that you the more that you allow for anything, the more that you can allow not just for this general libertinism that we live in um, and meaningless uh, uh, destruction of culture as a whole to thrive, but you can bring back all of the old ideologies again because there's no historical memory of what they signify in terms of uh, everything from a uh, an honestly believing Marxism to a, um, to, 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 well, I mean, the nihilism, which does predominate in, in most places. It, it's, it's all of it very destructive. The, the latest thing that happened in New York uh, you know, aside from forget the Virginia story, but uh, but the latest thing in New York with that uh, that uh, that abortion law, with not the old grounds for claiming that you had to have abortion to deal with these terrible cases of sorrowful mothers and the like, but exulting and being able to have right. abortion up until the last minute, celebrating it, rejoicing in it, with a with a. Um, a, 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 a supposed Catholic leading the celebrations is demonic. That was that was the thing that really struck me too. I, I've I've never lived in a world where abortion has been illegal myself. Oh. So this has been this was almost a game changer in my mind. Of yeah, like you said, people celebrating that this is this is possible. I've never seen an abortion law passed with such joy, and it right. was the the most demonic abortion law that I've that I've seen. Uh, that was that was the big twist to this, and that's what really, uh, if if we're talking about despair and hope, that's what gave me a, a twinge of despair. Was was well, that? Well, that I mean, you're right in terms of the context, the um, the um, uh, the whole social political context. But the reason why I'm hopeful in the midst of all of this is it's my reason as well as my faith tells me this can't go on. Right, and. Uh, and to give you an instance of, of uh, uh, let's say, an analogous uh, uh, example here, uh, I, I mean, in the whole of the uh, the sort of mainline um, believing Catholic movement, there's been there's been this uh, this this lament about the uh, the continual eating away um, at the basis of everything through the, um, the 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 developments of the whole of the modern world insisting that this is leading to destruction, this is leading to horror, horrors um, of, of, of incalculable purport, and all along the way we've been proven right. right. We've been proven right. And there have been gimmicks that have been utilized to try to put Humpty Dumpty back together again. Mm -hmm. 
But all along the way, we've been proven right in this regard. And when you look back from the, 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 the current perspective at the past, and you can point out that what happened was logical to happen, uh, you can make a very good case for it, but it wasn't necessarily seen by the people who were there on the spot at the time. And so if, if you think about somebody on January, June the 27th, 1914, a Saturday evening, going to bed in Europe, there was absolutely nothing, nothing, nothing that gave any indication that the summer of 1914 was going to be in any way disturbed at all. And the next day, Archduke Franz Ferdinand was assassinated, and the whole thing came crumbling down into this disastrous war with revolutions, uh, uh, with consequences leading to the Second World War, and then what I would argue is the gimmick of, of, um, of, of well, quite frankly, American pluralism and anything else, uh, Soviet communism for a while, but American pluralism too, to try to prop it up once more. Um, that all of that, all of that happened. And then looking back at it, we can say, well, it's obvious why that would happen. Right. So right now it might be the case that in Albany, um, when Cuomo was leading the, um, this, 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 uh, dance of the, the demons there, um, right. uh, celebrating the abortion law, uh, they went home and probably didn't think that their world is falling apart, but they, they're, they're, it is, it yeah. is. And when it falls apart, when it falls apart, the thing is that um, the, 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 there's, there's not that much in the way of, um, of or there's not that many in the way of people who've got some sense as to why this really fell apart and where this has to go and who can have some sense of how to maintain a stability in the midst of it. I, I remember that um, uh, Thomas Molnar, Molnar, this you know Hungarian uh, a figure who operated in the, 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 the Catholic world who died uh, some years ago. Thomas Molnar was in concentration camp in the Second World War, not uh, because of his background, but because he was, he, was, he was captured as part of a student group that was studying um, in um, a shutdown university in Brussels, and the Nazis weren't happy with it. And he was sent off to a concentration camp. And uh, the conditions were horrific. He was in the camp for, I think, for four years and finished in Dachau. And people were starved. He himself said he weighed 90 pounds when the war came to an end. And he said the, 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 uh, the, the, the people in the, the camp that he was in were only kept alive, uh, aside from whatever meager, meager rations they got, by those few people in the camp who had a sense of the broad historical picture and said to them, this will not last. This will not last. And there is a hope and there is a God. Uh, you've got to maintain your hope through all of this. And he said they did more than any, uh, any, uh, you know, anything else to keep people going. And that's what Solzhenitsyn says in the Gulag, too. It was the Gulag where he found, found God. Wow. Through, through the midst of, of all of that and, and through those conditions, you, you can have hope and it, and it, it's a real, it's a real thing. So for us to have hope about, uh, the, the faith of uh, the future of the Catholic church is not that far of a stretch. No, 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 no. And it's, and then the thing is, if we can't maintain our hope under these conditions, right. 
uh, how can we maintain our hope under those that might be somehow worse? Let's let's hope that they don't get worse. Right. I mean, the scripture says, "Do not long for the day of the Lord." Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, let's let's hope that. I mean, it goes back to my, what I was saying about weaving and taking the slalom through the schools. I mean, I, I, as much as I'm tempted at times to, to say, let the whole thing come crashing down, I, I don't think that's a good Catholic mentality. What one, what one really ought to do is want to hope that you can you find some way to patch the thing up and convert the people and make it better before it, it, it it's it's utterly um, destroyed because um, I, I've, I've known a number of people through the 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 years I've been involved in this whole thing uh, ranging from people that went through the Russian Revolution went through uh, the Nazis went through uh, concentration camps I knew one pole um, who lived next to me when I was teaching at St. John's and he lived next to me in the apartment that I first had. And he was, a, he was imprisoned first by the Nazis and he was thrown in prison by the Russians afterwards. <laughs> um, so he, 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 he had it both. And they said, they, 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 all of these people always said, you, you don't want to really hope for the total collapse of a situation. You want to be able to find a way to patch it up. You want a restoration, to, not a re- revolution. You want to be able to find a way to keep whatever it is that's there alive and not revel in its collapse because you don't know what the collapse will do to your own soul. Uh. You know, you, you want to be able to work with what you've got. And um, and 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 what we've got is is a lot. <laughs> yeah. Know? Well, we, we, we have a foundation that, that we can we can live with. We have a foundation and it may be latent, uh, but it, it's it's a foundation of 2000 years of of culture and of Catholicism that we can, we can build on. And that's definitely something to, to be hopeful about. Right. And, and again, you know, in terms of judging it from the past as today, um, the, the, um, when, when I, when I go to the Angelus conferences, for example, and I'm sure that there's a lot of people who can tell you the same, the same thing. Um, the, the, the whole spirit is a lot different than it was 30 years ago. It's a, it's a lot different than it was 30 years ago. Um, it's 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 much more savvy in terms of understanding the world that we're we're, we're living in, and you know it's understandable because because the 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 the, the, the horror of the people and and I, I felt this myself when I first you know was part of it. the horror of the people who lived in, in the remnant of the old world. Uh, the old church, seeing this falling apart and wondering how could this possibly happen and why is everyone going along with it, is is, is something that that um, that uh, made you angry and we're still angry, but I think we're more constructive in right. terms, of, you know, uh, trying to do something. Right. Well, th- thank you so much for taking this time with us today. Uh, there's there's so much more we can talk about, but um, I I hope that we can talk some more in the future about some of these specific topics, um, you know, pluralism, um, maybe the article that you, uh, maybe we can talk a little bit more about the article that you recently wrote about about uh, the Episcopacy. When I was first discussing with you over email, I said, wow, okay, so I got Dr. Rao, where do we start? So I figured we'd start general. Let's let's start here and then we can we can distill down a little bit more in the future if, if that's all right with you. But I, thank you so much for your time. Um, this has been great. And w- w- yeah, what, what projects do you have coming up? What are you working on right now? The, the long-term project that I've got is this, um, a travel log, um, a travel log 
uh, which would perhaps capture people's imagination. This is to satisfy the publisher who says this was the sort of thing that will sell. <laughs> so, trying in terms of a, a humorous travelogue to, to nevertheless weave into it all the serious arguments that I'm talking about here. And um, I'm using a set of evening discussions that I used to have with the owner of the hotel where I run my summer program on Lake Garda in Italy as the focus for it. And, wow. um, and also, also the, um, the, um, there, there, there were in ancient times, uh, there was a, a famous, a famous work called Attic Nights in Attica in ancient Attica near Athens. And there are discussions among philosophers and, um, literary people in these summer gatherings in Attica. So I, 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 Got that as the framework on it and with it. And the guy's name was um, um, with was named Pio uh, or Pius, you know, in English. Sure. And so at first I thought I was going to call it Pious Knights, you know, as a as a result. <laughs> but the publisher said, well, that might sound uh, as though you're, you're, you're it's a spiritual readings. And he didn't want to do that. So we're probably going to call it something like um, dinners with dinners with Pio. OK. Or, dinners with dinners with P.O. probably and then I'll, I'll frame it around there and it's a weaving in of humor travel and the whole serious argument so that I'm, I'm in effect trying to use words to get at the word <laughs> I love it I love it well Tuesdays with Maury seem to seem to work well so maybe dinners with P.O. will too <laughs> yeah <laughs> well thank you so much for your time it was it was fascinating and uh, yeah look forward so, to chatting with you again very soon okay good Thank you for listening to the SSPX podcast. More episodes are on their way within the next few days. Don't forget to subscribe and rate the podcast so that more people can see the beauty and the truth of traditional Catholicism.